We were in the middle of supper. My parents were discussing the day's news as they always did. Hatred between the East and West was growing, and Berlin seemed caught in the center of what the world described as a cold war, a standoff of loud threats and puffed-out chests. Hopefully it wouldn't lead to anyone bringing out their guns. Germany still hadn't recovered from the last war. Across the table from me, Fritz and Dominic were debating who should get the last dumpling, the oldest brother or the hungriest. And I was telling them all to be quiet, that I heard something. Someone knocked again. This time, everyone went silent. Papa wiped his mouth with a napkin, and after a warning glance for us to remain calm, he went to answer the door. Though my mother whispered that everything was fine, I was already nervous. Whenever unexpected knocks came, my heart waited to beat again until I knew who it was. Eight years ago, my father had been involved in some worker uprisings in Berlin. He had never been arrested for that and insisted he'd done nothing to deserve any special attention, but the Stasi, our secret police force, seemed to disagree. Every few months, they came to ask him questions, looking at him as if he had already been found guilty of something. I always wondered if they were waiting for a reason to take him away. This time, however, my father's face widened into a smile, and in a welcoming voice he said, Herr Kraus! Then he pulled the older man into our apartment with a warm embrace. Have you eaten supper, my friend? Oh, thank you, but I can't stay. Herr Kraus lived next door with his invalid wife. He was a bit odd, collecting scraps of anything that wasn't nailed down and stuffing them wherever the Stasi might not look. He and my father had known each other for as long as I could remember and had been at that uprising together. Mama once told me he definitely should have been arrested and that we weren't wise to associate with him. But when he came in, she left her seat and gave him a polite greeting. The more she disliked our company, the nicer Mama was. A lesson learned from our visits with the Stasi. How can we help you? she asked. Herr Kraus kissed her cheek, then dismissed any further pleasantries with a frown at my father. We need to talk. Papa invited him to sit down while Mama said, Children, go to your rooms. We stood to obey her, but Papa said, Fritz should stay. No, Aldous. He's 14 years old. Fritz should stay. Mama gave in on that argument, but waved Dominic and me off to our rooms. However, I only went to my bedroom door down the hallway, shut it as if I had gone inside, then crept back to the corner. Dominic watched me with an amused smile, then did the same thing. The whispers are growing louder, Herr Kraus said. The government has got to act before East Germany is completely empty. I already understood that. Our government had closed the border years ago, hoping to stop the flood of people leaving for the brighter lights of the West. But there were always ways through, and trying to keep people in had only made it worse. Another family from our apartment building had left just yesterday, disappearing without a word to anyone. The same thing was happening all over East Germany, especially here in the city. So you think they'll begin arresting people who try to leave? Mama asked. No, Herr Kraus said. I think it'll be worse than that. Your family must get over to the West while you still can. From around the corner, I nodded in agreement. Why couldn't my mother see what was so obvious to Papa and Herr Kraus and so many others who had felt trapped here beneath Moscow's thumb? According to Papa, for the last 16 years, 
Germany had been split between the East and the West, our people divided for no reason other than what street they happened to live on. That was part of our punishment for losing the Second World War. Break our country into pieces so we couldn't rise up and threaten the world again, the way Hitler had done.